Welcome to the Sustainable Events Podcast, where we talk with our special guests about the most up-to-date topics in sustainability and tech for events. This podcast is powered by Circular Unity, the company accelerating a future of sustainable smart events. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Sustainable Events Podcast with your hosts, Eduardo Lebri and Alberto Elias. Circular Unity brings you Impacto. Impactol is the first sustainability solution for events, and it's disrupting how event producers and organizers are approaching sustainability. Whether a music festival, a sports event, a conference, or a film shooting, Impactol is the tool you need to make your event sustainable. Access circularunity.com or impactol.events and check it out now with 14 days of free access. Thank you very much, Alberto. In this episode, we bring you our special guest, Michelle Fox, an amazing sustainability professional with tons of experience in event production. She is the founder of Muse, which stands for Members United for Sustainable Events. Muse is moving at a high pace in aggregating event producers and suppliers that want to make and help the sector to become more sustainable. Michelle. Welcome. We are very pleased to have you here with us on our second episode of uh, Sustainable Events Podcast. And to start, I would like uh, to ask you to tell us a bit about yourself, about your his story. How did you start Muse? And uh, yeah. how did Hello, you get everybody. started in this, in this yeah, sector hi. that we are all on? So um, I've been working in events since the early 2000s as an event producer. And I've also always been an environmentalist and, in, um, and also an environmental activist. And in 2019, I really decided that it was time to put together these two aspects of my life. And I did some Googling online for sustainable event organizations. And I came across the Sustainable Event Alliance, which is a global organization. Um, and I got in touch with the founder, Megan Jones, who is Australian and she is works lots of times in Europe and also around the world. On sustainability. We are familiar with Megan Jones. She's a, a great uh, professional that is accelerating sustainability in the event sector. Uh, very much appreciated work what she's doing. Yes, yes. She wrote a, a, a book in 2008. And um, when I joined the Sustainable Event Alliance, it was 10 years old at that time in 2019. So um, she suggested that I put together a group in New York City that would meet in person. And I thought that was a great idea. So in the fall of 2019, um, I put a word out to all of the people that I knew in the event industry. And um, I had about 15 people show up that were very, very um, passionate about sustainability and events. And um, they told me that their clients, some people told me that their clients were asking for sustainable events. And these are clients such as Google. So this was pretty amazing. And in January of 2019, we got together over 40 people in a room in New York City. 
Um, after that, we had the pandemic happen. So that really changed things. But I realized that um, due to Zoom and, and other things that we could do our, we could really go online during the pandemic. And it didn't just need to be New York City. It could be anyone in the United States. Uh, we could get together. So I realized that people on the West Coast were further along some of these companies on the West Coast. So um, I did a webinar on like coast to coast United States, sustainability professionals, and I did a couple more things online. And then I really realized that I, I wanted to um, start Muse because that could be like a, like a USA based sustainable events organization. And we could, you know, meet in person um, in near to where we lived, like I could start New York and Los Angeles, but um, now we have actually members in Canada, one in China, we have some in Europe. Um, so we're more than the USA, but we're focused on the USA market. So the sustain, um, Muse, the, the, um, the mission is all about education, building community and inspiring. So we want to teach our members and the greater community about sustainable events. We want to have everybody know each other and meet each other and work with each other. And we want to inspire people, everybody, um, wherever they are in their journey towards being more sustainable. So anyone in the ecosystem of events, so you could be an event producer, you could be a supplier, you could be a, um, a meeting organizer. Um, it doesn't really matter. Um, it, it, Muse, I think, is open to anyone. Awesome, awesome. Thank you for, for your words uh, and the view about Muse. I believe the, the work you guys are doing is fantastic, putting together all these amazing people. Uh, I, I'm especially happy to be able to be part as a founding member of Muse mm -hmm. and contrib give our, my contribution and circular contribution to the ecosystem as well. Um, sustainability, when we talk about sustainability, is not something that is sexy to talk about, like, especially in the events industry, we see that uh, it's, it's kind of a, a new topic. For some organizations and some events, it's an old topic and they do it for a long time and they are on top of things. But we know that the majority of uh, events today are still not doing sustainability. Mm -hmm. What do you think, or this is also for you, Alberto, for us to to talk a bit about what do you think that is uh, lacking in the industry or uh, why we don't have majority of events trying to become sustainable? What are the challenges that uh, we see commonly, commonly among uh, the industry and uh, what is stopping people to start taking the first steps? Yeah, I think events are like life, every other part of life, right? And so people generally, um, they feel maybe there's a stress associated with, you know, being sustainable. 
I think some of it is people don't know how, they don't know what steps to take. So we do try to educate. Um, they also don't necessarily have the time to add on one more piece into organizing an event. So event management is can be very stressful. And so adding something more onto it is something that it's not necessarily the goal of the event is not to be sustainable. The goal of the event is, let's say someone's getting married. The goal of the event could be a marketing event or a product launch or, you know, a conference about something having nothing to do with sustainability. And so because of that, it's this extra, it's, it's seen to be an add on. And so, and it's also could be a rabbit hole, right? So sustainability can just go, it can take up all of a sudden, oh my God, I never thought about that. I have to think about where these things are coming from and, you know, where the food is coming from. Oh no, I, I don't want to deal with this. I just, let me just order the food. So I think that those are some of the, the bigger reasons why. Yes, at the yeah. same, at the same that, time. Um... Please, Alberto. Oh, thank you, Eduardo. Um, that, that matches my, my impression because, well, that's wondering about this question, the why do even scale sustainability or not, is uh, a, a big part of my day, right? Uh, in, the, in, the, in the company, as part of my, of my job. And uh, it seems to me that it's not that they don't want to be sustainable, it's that it's out of scope, it's uh, this add, added layer on top of the rest that you are mentioning, Michelle, is uh, just too much, something that is not uh, foreseen uh, or is not provided for in the budget or they don't have the resource, the personnel, and of course the focus. Um, but so if you go to an event, I suppose, and you ask them, hey, would you like to be sustainable? They are not going to say no, right? But on the other hand, they are not uh, putting the means to that end to become sustainable, right? Um, and I think it's very, very interesting. And at the same time, I think it's changing. Mm -hmm. Little by little, we're going to see more and more uh, people uh, from an SEO perspective, right? Making these type of queries mm -hmm. and searching for information. How can I make my event sustainable? Things like this, right? Because the, the trend is there, the interest is there, and the market will react and will reflect this reality accordingly. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think that um, we're really seeing a shift. We're seeing a shift in the world and we're seeing a shift in people's perceptions too. And I think it starts there with the like guest perception and it definitely will depend on like where the event is. I think certain places um, so like, for example, like Northern California, um, has always been a place where sustainability is more on the forefront. And I was talking to someone years ago about having composting at events at, at a trade show. And we were in New York, I was running a venue and these people were from San Francisco. And they told me that if you didn't have composting at your event, or the, the trade show that the, the people that were at the trade show would be upset. So it, it was like the people in that region of the United States expected Interest. that. 
And then so, the people in New York did not expect that. So as soon as people expect that and become awakened about these things, they're going to really be offended almost if the event doesn't have it. So this is a great input for attendees of all types of events. If you have enough people caring about sustainability and they are part of the stakeholders as attendees or people that are collaborating with events that care about having a sustainability event, this might help in making events want and having to become more sustainable at the same time. Yeah. And this brings up something else. I mean, we talk about, I was talking to someone yesterday about when like events, like a big concert or something goes into a, a specific community, right? And that community is then, it's great because there's a, a positive financial impact, which that's makes sustainable happen, but maybe like a negative environmental impact where a lot of resources are used and let's say garbage is made or, you know, all of a sudden that community has a lot of, like we said, garbage or noise pollution or cars. So that's something that people don't necessarily consider always, but the impact it has on a community um, that could be negative and that makes a negative perception about the event in the community. So it's something to think about respecting the community you're doing your event in. And, you know, Absolutely. people that live in that community, maybe the event is every year and they should be happy that your event is there, not upset or worried. And so Definitely. these are other reasons to consider sustainability. I know um, a few examples of uh, uh, quite big festivals that are uh, involved highly on building the community around the place where they, they build the event. Uh, one in specifically has a permaculture, um, permaculture initiatives and also trainings and uh, pollution awareness for the community and qualification training uh, for those around for free. And they are also working on regenerating the land uh, after and actually it's during the whole year and they are accounting for their scope emissions one, two, and three. Uh, so there are many, many examples of a round of successful events that are uh, correctly or doing at least the best they can to plug into those, co those communities without having a negative impact or at least trying to convert part of this negative impact into something positive and bringing back either knowledge or helping the reforestation of the area or bringing even outside stakeholders to help with projects in that specific place. Um, it's interesting, uh, I think, for events when they start thinking about this, that they search, search about successful events that are doing sustainability correctly. Uh, as a benchmark, we already have many events globally doing uh, the right way and this can serve as a, a big learning for events that are starting as well. Absolutely. I, I was reading some materials not, not long ago, a couple of days ago, and it was precisely about this, uh, this aspect of sustainability, right? It was not about garbage or about CO2 uh, pollution. It was about the social impacts of the events, right? And it, it was a list of positive impacts, but also negative impacts, right? And 
this idea of take this into account because you are get stepping into a community and you have to take into account because the cycle is uh, when you start an event in a, in a let's say community in a, in a place the first step is acceptance the second one is indifference the third one is annoyance and the fourth one is rejection right because if they're not taking into account eventually they're going to uh, rebel against the negative impacts so part of this social sustainability is precisely this mitigation of the uh, negative impacts and fostering of these uh, positive impacts is, is crucial and we don't talk about this every day right we only think about uh, as we discuss garbage and pollution and this uh, accountable even even uh, when thinking about uh, the consumption or waste or these kind of things you can do the connections with uh, improving your community Uh, for example, you can connect the yeah. uh, SEDG, the 17 uh, SEDGs on each point. You can connect several actions that events can do to contribute to one of the SEDGs. For example, talking about waste, uh, many events waste a lot of food because first they don't know the right amount which they're going to buy. They don't know what these people, what is their diet. So it's really hard to uh, preemptively know how much I need to buy to serve the people that are coming to the event. But there I've seen actions, for example, find ways how can you uh, separate the, the food that was not sold and contribute, for example, to, to a shelter where you have people in need uh, uh, to eat and uh, this food don't go to waste or to the landfill. We have already a huge problem of uh, hunger in the world and uh, the best the events community can contribute for this and we know that it's something that uh, we end up losing money in the industry uh, but we always can do something good with the the waste or the remaining food instead of just uh, throwing in the trash and contribute to one of the SDGs. Uh, during the podcast we're going to be also trying to share several different kind of actions and connecting them to the SDGs So you guys the, that are watching us, listening to us in Spotify, LinkedIn, Podcasto, or uh, the Apple podcast uh, can follow and try to implement in your events. Uh, keep. Yeah. yeah, and I think that we, I think that it's interesting because I think around the world, um, we sort of, people kind of feel like, corporations, let's say, are going, they need to make the changes, right? It's like they can make changes because there's new laws, for example. So like, but then I think consumers expect companies to make changes on their own, right? Like, like if, if, if there's like a waste or like a certain kind of plastic bottle, let's say they're using, I think consumers kind of expect corporations to clean up their own act, right? Like, They shouldn't be using that. They should change. And I think that we often with events, maybe it's like the same kind of thought, like the attendees are probably like, I expect the, the event I'm going to, to make these changes on their own. That that's something that I never thought about this, but you know, I think the attendees do expect the, the organizers. Not, not only that thing, today. Today, we see also the artists or famous speakers, uh, big examples there. You see the, the Holy Stones pledge uh, and also Coldplay 
and many other big names that uh, have a huge reach across the globe, uh, claiming that they won't be part of an event that is not taking care of those points, which right. uh, I think is extremely yeah. helpful. And the more artists, the more stakeholders we have making pressure from every side, uh, the faster we, the, the industry can yeah. be accelerated to a, a future where we take care of our environment or surrounds yeah. and do what's, yeah. what is the right. Yeah, I was talking to someone yesterday and they said that um, we were talking about the artists have a huge positive role they can play in this and they can put um, stipulations in their contracts. So they can say that backstage, I don't want any single use plastic in my hospitality area, in my green room. And Bye Bye Plastic is an amazing... Um, organization that is global started by um a dj and um it's the bye the bye blonde. plastic bye bye plastic awesome. yeah and and a dj from europe started this organization because she was playing an event and in the morning there was like tons of plastic on the ground. And she's like, we can't do this anymore. She had a morning set, you know, and it's like the sun was coming up and, um, oh, it's a great story. Bye bye plastic. And, and there's a interview on the muse website, which is museusa.org where I interviewed, uh, the, the United States, um, director at bye bye plastic. And what's so great about them is that they're they're they have they're starting a language that's a rider, and they got all these DJs to sign on to put this in their rider, so that you know, and then that will have a ripple effect. So when this is happening, other DJs and other artists will start to say, "Well, we want to do this too," and then when the the music festivals and things are are seeing this, then they can say, well, you know what, if we're doing this, we might as well just do it for everybody, right? Because it's going to be, why would we do it for some artists? It's actually then makes it easier to do it for everybody. Then we've had, now we have this positive ripple effect and then they can start to do it in the front of house area as well. I it's think really cool. also there is a piece there that uh, is a big mix misconception. Many times, uh, I think we speak we spoke about this even a little bit with Will Curran on the last podcast, but it's always interesting. There is a misconception that sustainability equals more cost or more work. Uh, sometimes it's not about that. It's about how you are designing your events from the start. It's about how you are best utilizing your resources, how you are making conscious purchases, purchases uh, opting for things that are reusable, that are recyclable, that you can increment and use some sort of circularity, that uh, thinking always how what I will buy, how can I do so this don't end up on the landfill but can be reused for something else. And many of, of the times I talk about this with people, they have this, um, this uh, they think that... Uh, these will bring a lot of costs, but it's the opposite. Applying sustainability to events and, and any other sector 
can actually bring you more profits because you are starting to use your resources more efficiently. You are finding ways how to waste uh, your resource uh, less, how to use less water, how to use less energy, how to have less waste and end up in, on the land field that causes a lot of emissions, how to uh, use vehicles or types of fuel that are renewable or will use less emissions, how to cut down travels. So all the sustainability measures that uh, we take to make an event more sustainable, instead of bringing more costs, they actually bring events more profitability. And this money can be either used to uh, fill other gaps in the event or being used to grow your audience, grow your marketing, uh, use also, for example, in different projects, uh, invest um, in positive impact projects like reforestation or investing in solar panels or wind farming and different, many other different uh, projects that are around today. Uh, what do you think about this, guys? Uh, is something that uh, you also think uh, that there is a big misconception there? Um, I've, um, I think that sustainability is not complete unless it leaves the finances in the same state or even better than before. Because uh, as you, you were discussing, right, a big part of sustainability is optimization and by optimizing, you save. This it's a A-B correlation, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not something that happens by default, but something that we should strive for. And it's not just a selling argument for sustainability companies and consultancies, but a reality that we should uh, strive to, to realize, to materialize. And it needs to be become, it needs to become part of the, of the sustainability speech until everyone understands that sustainability doesn't mean more expensive, we are not there yet. This is this is what I think. Yeah, it, yeah there's no I other think, way. I think that, um, you know, there's sometimes it, it there's so many aspects of sustainability that it could go in any direction. Um, so sometimes in the beginning, it could take more time to come up with a new way of doing something. So that will be something where there's a, maybe a time investment. So I was speaking with these wonderful caterers in New York called Pinch. And um, they're just, you know, one of the best caterers in New York. And I've known them for a long time. And, and we saw each other. And they said, right now, you know, they changed. They did a lot of things to make it their business sustainable, right? And they, right now they said, this is now the new normal. They're just used to it. So, and it's just like part of their, their, the way they run their business. And so in the beginning, I'm sure they had to think through a lot of things and make changes, but now that they've done it, they're not even thinking about it. It's great. So they've set up new operations, right? Um, so there's the, the cost of time, which Again, they say the earlier you start, you know, you can't think about sustainability as an afterthought as you're starting your event, as you're organizing it. Also, if you can 
start with one thing and start to do it well, then you keep adding things. So we say, okay, don't strive for everything. Be realistic. This year, this time we do the event, let's just try to think about like food or think about donation or think about water or energy. Think about one thing and you will slowly then without it being overwhelming, begin to embed sustainability into more aspects. In terms of cost, you know, there could be something that might cost more money, but then that could be balanced with something where you save money if you eliminate something that you really didn't need. Or yeah, becoming more efficient. Um, I've talked to people that organize like, like that do sound and for music festivals. And a lot of times in the marketing of the music festival, they want to market this big, huge sound system. It's like we have, but, but then I hear that it's really not necessary actually to have that sound system. So, I mean, it's comp, you know, you might want to be more realistic about what you, what you, what you really need versus like what is just going to be superfluous and use more electricity. So yes, I think it could go in many ways and that, um, I, but I agree with you both. And I agree that at the end of the day, it should, it really needs to come to a place where you're saving money. Yeah. I, I love that idea that the, the sustainability cannot be an afterthought. I, I love that concept because I'm a uh, data protection uh, professional. Uh, data privacy in the US. Um, and there is this concept of privacy by design and privacy by default. And it is exactly the same concept, right? Think ahead of what you're going to need, what you think is going to happen, and preempt any negative impacts or consequences as much as you can, right? This is, uh, this is something that it's absolutely necessary and um, uh, so for I don't I don't know exactly how even producers think about these things, but um, maybe it's not part of the initial checklist, like sustainability or all the aspects that should be in that first assessment of of whether the event is sustainable, how sustainable, what can we improve? You know, is is that part of the problem, Michelle? That that, that is an afterthought and not a pre-thought, let's say. Yeah, I think that the more that it's, um, if the, I mean, obviously it helps if it comes from the top. So if the client is asking for it, you're very lucky if your client is saying, um, this is, we want, we want to know at the end of this event, um, how we did with sustainability. So, and, and we want this, this is a, a goal of ours. It's part of the, you know, it's part of what we want as part of the event. We want it to be sustainable. We, it has to be. So all of a sudden, there you go. So that's going to make it from the beginning, people are going to put that into the event. Um, it, it's harder when it's a, a nice to have, when it's optional, right? When it's optional, it's probably going to be the first thing that just doesn't happen then. Um, rather than if it's a necessity or the client is saying, you want to see a report after all of a sudden that just changes everything and it puts it as top of mind. 
So Do you I believe, think... Michelle, that uh, one day it might be that for events in USA it will be obligatory to report their sustainability? Oh, yeah. I think around the world it's going to become, I think we're really at a, a time right now where we're right in this moment really quickly, I think in the next couple years, everything is going to change. We've seen in front of our eyes, climate change happening faster than we thought, accelerating yeah. way faster. And it's dominating the news and it never did before. It's dominating mainstream news every day. Um, catastrophes, fears, droughts, rivers drying up. And I believe that, you know, like, for example, in Los Angeles, where I'm from, um, they are, they regularly, you know, this is from not just recently, but a long time ago, regulate water for the residents. And you can only now water your, water your lawn or your, your yard two times a week okay hmm. and everybody takes this seriously and another example of regulations are like plastic bags so it started in california that had the first you know bans on plastic bags right things changed really quickly like overnight now all of a sudden you're getting charged for a bag everybody's bringing their own bag And so I do think that with every sector and events also, um, you know, the, the stadiums are going to have to be like, you can't just make unlimited trash or use unlimited resources. So there's going to be restrictions on businesses as well, every business, and it's all going to, events are part of that. So, um, yeah. yeah, I have a question for you. It's a difficult one. Uh, so. Um, the same way that in the EU, uh, I believe that this will be uh, federal legislation, so at EU level, right? Um, do you think that in the US it will be federal legislation, so this this concept, this environmental concept will be enshrined in uh, federal legislation, or it will be more like a, a state-by-state -state cases, like we're seeing, for example, privacy? And what, do, what do you think? How do you see this happening? Yeah, I think it's I think it's going to be um, more on a state and local level um, because it's uh, the United States is a really big place and there's definitely lots of um, differing opinions. And I think that like I've seen just state and local and those are usually in response to, um, you know, more things that are more happening locally, like in New York, if we're not having a problem with drought, we're not going to have the same water restrictions as California that has a problem with drought. So we're going to see it first happen there. But as an aside, New York is experiencing a drought for now the first time. I've lived here for 25 years and New York is having a drought and we're seeing dry lawns in Brooklyn, which I've never seen before. And so, whoa. yes, whoa. And so it's going to happen now. Now we're going to see this, I bet, in the coming couple years. So and we as event people, we need to be prepared for this. So whenever we have meetings for Muse or whenever we get together online, 
we all say it, we're ahead of the curve in our industry that, you know, we don't want to be caught soon and be like, what, what we have to do? What, you know, we want to start educating people. Now we want to start shifting people now. And so that's going to be helping everybody that, you know, we've been now doing this. So when now there's a restriction, it's like, okay, well, we're already doing this. Um, we're already, so that, that will be better for everybody. Um, you know, that, that we won't have to be caught and be really like, as industries change, sometimes um, industries will, the businesses will kind of like, oh no, all of a sudden now there's this new law. We have to now shift and it's way harder to Surprise. do that. Exact. Now is a time where this is more flexible and voluntary. So you can adapt little by little, take step by step, rather than once such legislations can be in place and you have to completely change change or shift your business model, your event type, the way how you operate uh, would be much harder if events don't start catching up. Uh, completely yeah. agree with you on this, Michelle. Same. Yeah. And there's a lot of Guys. different, like different laws in different states and we do events. So when we do an event in a different state, there's actually labor laws, for example, that are different. So when we hire staff, let's say to set up the event or work the event, we, those are different labor laws, like for overtime and different things. The same thing will happen with the environment and you're going to have to adapt with local laws that are more like environmentally related as we do with like overtime and, and these things. So the United States is, we have to, as we do events all over the place, we always know that there's different local rules. Um, For me, yeah. I see, I see this as a problematic, uh, being frank. Uh, I'm a strong supporter of having some kind of unified sustainability framework globally. I think uh, the world could uh, highly benefit from, from something like this. We see many initiatives now, uh, the, the LTE, uh, for example, uh, ranking all the ESG uh, rating companies. And we see also global organizations uh, partnering together to, to merge their sustainability report. I'm looking forward to see a day in the industry where we can have a sustainability framework that is so credible that can be applied and accepted everywhere. I think we could benefit of this. And then, of course, with the laws to enforce uh, the use of, of certain tools like, like this. Michelle, I thank you so much for uh, coming here today, speaking with us. Uh, letting us know your views and about your experience, sharing your opinions. It has amazing been an amazing talk. Uh, we hope to have you back one day on the podcast to talk about other, other topics in the industry. And uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you, Michelle. You Guys, this is one more episode of Sustainable Events Podcast. And... See you next time. Welcome to the Sustainable Events Podcast, where we talk with our special guests about the most up-to-date topics in sustainability and tech for events. 
This podcast is powered by Circular Unity, the company accelerating a future of sustainable smart events.